Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello and welcome to From the Furrow, where each week we talk with subject matter experts on news and topics affecting the green markets. I'm your host, Kristen Steen. Let's get started with a review of the markets. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. September 22 corn is down four at 676 and three quarters. December 22 corn was down five at 671 and even. September 22 beans closed down 23 and a quarter cents at 1466 and three quarters. And November 22 beans closed down 15 and a quarter cents at 1383 and a half. Turning to our guest this week, we are excited to have with us Zach Winkleplek, a grain marketing advisor from the Cloutier, Iowa area. Zach, what is happening in the big old town of Cloutier? Chris, and thanks for having me on. Cloutier, Iowa is popping, and I am glad to be here. That is so great to hear. And as always, we always want to know how things are looking in, in different parts of the areas. So tell us what the crops are looking like in your backyard. You know, in the area, things really aren't looking too bad. I mean, for the year we've had through late planting, a dry spell through pollination, seeing some tip back around us south of Highway 20 and north of Highway 30. But really, comments just in general are that things look better than expected. That's great to hear. So today I was wanting to talk to you about China because there has been a lot of news coming from out of there here in recent history. So what are some of those top news stories? Headlines certainly have been abundant of late in China. I can tell you that. Starting off just the seemingly bi-weekly COVID shutdowns, they continue. Most recent lockdown happening just last Thursday in a southwestern Chinese city, which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name. On the geopolitical front, Chinese naval ships and aircraft continue to circle Taiwan's borders. More directly market-related stories include the current severe drought in China, which has the market speculating on what China's crop production could be. On the export front is the current pause on weekly export sales reports. Interestingly enough, those are published by the USDA. I think they had a glitch in their system and announced they should be back up and running on the 15th. Plenty of headlines. Let's get started with what's close to home then and work our way out, right? You talked about exports. How much green is making its way to China right now? So as far as right now, that is a great question and a tricky to answer question. Right now, we've got harvest going on in the southern states like Louisiana. And part of it is that since we don't have any hard data because the system is down, we don't have the best idea as to how many barges are hitting the water loaded with beans. But what we do know is that things have been wet and harvest has been delayed. To what extent, we don't know yet, but it does raise a couple of concerns, one being in timeliness. And if we have buyers on the other end of these barges, those buyers may need to look for alternatives. And two, just being simply grain quality, whether they're dropping pods or have a high amount of foreign material or what have you, these sellers or whoever is blending these ultimately need to be able to blend these to meet a quality standard. Okay. So it sounds like there's a few things to be watching there. You mentioned, um, will those buyers of our grain exports, will they be looking to different destinations? Is there any way to know what 
those obligations are and where we're at with those right now or what it will take to fulfill those obligations? So as far as our obligations or what we are planning to export, like I said, weekly export sales are down. But to answer your question, if you piece together the daily sale reports, we've sold roughly 1.6 million metric tons of soybeans to China and quote unquote unknown destinations for the 22-23 delivery period since that system went down. So we're actually ahead of pace as far as sales go. The challenge is in the physical delivery of that. And just on those daily sale reports, just keep in mind that those only report sales of over 100,000 metric tons. So ahead of pace as far as new crop goes. We're ahead of pace on new crop and where are we at on old crop as far as we know? As far as we know, we were actually behind track on old crop as far as those barges hitting the water. Behind for the what you would call the 21-22 crop year. And what that budget was. Okay. Then, I mean, how are how are traders anticipating that this this expanding hog herd of China's will or could potentially help us out? Is that why we think we're ahead of pace on 23 crop? I mean, that's certainly a contribution to it. Naturally, if you expand your hog herd, China has an increased demand for their soybean meal. So if you track this, if they've got an increased demand for bean meal due to their hogs, their processors will have increased margin. And naturally, what the market is anticipating is an increased demand for all soybeans out of the United States. Awesome. Well, that that may be good news. I mean, you mentioned potential COVID shutdowns or current COVID shutdowns. What type of negative effects could we see coming from that way? End of the day, their economy is definitely not immune to the economic impact from these COVID lockdowns. If their economy continues to weaken, which it already has, that would definitely be a real risk as far as export from us or their appetite for our product. So on one end, we're talking, you know, maybe increased meal demand, increased soybean demand for their hog herd, but will that be slowed as the economic impact slows meat purchasing from there? So on the other hand, the the economic impact could slow that meat, that protein purchasing, which then slows that meat, meal demand as well in a, in a very long-term perspective. Definitely, if we're speaking long-term. Yep, a little bit long term there. So we've talked about the demand side from China. What about their production side? How will China, the extreme weather they're seeing with the droughts and whatnot, how will that impact us? So obviously they've got a big drought going on. Their national agencies actually declared an emergency in that regard. Market right now is just looking at what they can actually harvest when it comes down to it. If they're short, I'd say that's a really strong indicator when they come to us, if they come to us, that is. Sure. And from what I understand, their main growing region is actually receiving more rain, kind of like or what you would consider their corn belts is, is not being as affected as poorly, correct? Yep, that'd be correct. That's good news. We had a rally based on this news story, but if you actually look into the data or like you said, where their corn belt quote unquote actually is, seemed like less of an emergency as far as world supply goes than what was initially anticipated. 
on tight stocks, any sort of drought headline is going to gain the attention, oh, yeah. but uh, longer term thinking, it might not impact us as, as much as what we were initially thinking. So if there are any gaps, is it likely that China will instead look to Brazil and, and the rest of South America to fill those or will we be their market? Well, and that's why I say if they come to us, that's a real question. And honestly, Brazil actually has an agreement with China where China essentially widened or made their restrictions less restrictive, so to speak, in that they're allowing more varieties of grain to come out of Brazil if necessary. So that I would say is a real risk. And just big picture speaking, the US isn't necessarily China's number one top pick when it comes to buying grain. Sure. We might be a little pricey at this dollar value that we are trading right now as well. Hmm. All right. Well, switching into more political type of conversation on top of that, what are your observations about the China-Taiwan situation? So China has and still is surrounding Taiwan with parts of their Navy and their Air Force. They're using these ships, planes, and drones to conduct these live fire, quote unquote, drills which in my opinion is similar to Russia's actions before their invasion of Ukraine. Not to say that it plays out that way one way or the other, but loaded question. But if Taiwan was invaded and the U.S. intervened, this would be a significant risk to our markets if Chinese demand were to slow down or stop in retaliation. And so explain that to to our crowd a little bit more, right? So we're thinking that it, we would cut off exports to China or they would go into war mode? Where, where's your head there? Yep. So without getting too speculative, right? Look at how we retaliated with Russia invaded Ukraine. I would say that's a parallel that could definitely be drawn. The United States stands with Taiwan and respects and believes that Taiwan is its own state separate from China. China's belief is that Taiwan should be essentially a part of China, just like how Russia feels with Ukraine. So end of day, if China goes ahead and they invade Taiwan, hypothetically, that would more than likely cause the United States to impose some sort of discipline or retaliation to China's action. China, like we saw in the trade war, is not afraid to fight back. So that's where I would say, in turn, the risk is to our markets. Interesting. So what I'm hearing in an overall picture is there's a lot to be optimistic about by way of demand from China, that they'll continue to expand their hog herd. That'll lead good things by way of soybeans for us. Beings that the world in general is short, they should at least look to us for at least a, a decent chunk, which they've already done for 2022 and 2023. The big caveat to that, though, is if something happens by way of war and how that I mean, that could be the, the big downside risk from that perspective. Is is there anything else we should be keeping an eye on going forward, Zach? You know, I think you touched on just a really good point to make through all the headlines and the news stories, just keeping an eye on the U.S. dollar, pushing record highs up and above what we thought were the record highs. definitely. I would say as a risk to the market, just making the United States an expensive date, so to speak, when it comes to buying our products. So to your point, totally agree. Lots to be optimistic about. 
but managing that would be key. Awesome. And and how might people be able to get a hold of you to learn more about managing that? So you can reach me or any of my grain team at 608-960-4771. I think it's actually in the description. Or you can reach me directly at ztw at ever.ag. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Zach, for your time and for all the information centered around China. Thanks, Kristen. We really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. We look forward to touching base with you again next week. 